Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of Sideline Sports, joined by Jake Malik, John Shear, Dave DeRoche, and of course me, J.B. Ellis, the, the man who will not be eating, as you see the three of these guys going crazy yeah. with their food. Dude, what else? We had a discussion about this We're on the show. We had a deal, man. Like, I object. All right, so first hey. of all, Dave, you got nope. the shrimp tacos, right? I got the shrimp tacos. I told you, it's Taco Tuesday for me out here. It's dinner time. Uh, you know, us old linemen, man, we, we don't let none get in front of our food. But just like back in the 80s, I started the mullet. I'm a trendsetter. So now. Absolutely. And if you need pictures, I'll show you. I was before <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. If I, I, I would I'd actually go to the hairdresser. I said, um, you know, I love my hair long, but can you cut the top like real short? And they'd look at me and go, really? Uh, I don't think I can do that. I'm like, no, that's what. And then, and then the next question is, why? Is it because I play football and I want long hair, but I don't want it in my eyes, you know? Fair enough. And uh, every hairdresser for like two years. <laughs> so, anyhow, so now yeah. I'm talking about goggles. Now, John says, man, I want to look like Dave. I'm going to start <laughs> eating them. You know, I have to gain quite a bit of weight. <laughs> John, so Should what I... are you eating? What is your oh, snack? Oh, man, I got a soft pretzel. Uh, oh, John. Yeah. I got pretzels too. I got a soft pretzel, like a nice. Wow. But we're pretzel. on the same page. I like this. I got a little chocolate milk going on. Ooh, you know, chocolate nice. milk's good for the soul. So, I mean, Boy. I got best both the best of both worlds. JB's got nothing. Coffee's great, but yep. got to have a little food. Here, with here's, it. A, here's a pretzel for you. Do you want it? I guess he doesn't want it. All right. It's too bad. He's, he's lost focused it. on yeah. actually doing the show. I mean, hey, we're focused so on sorry, food sorry and guys. things. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys, for screwing up your whole uh, <laughs> your whole agenda with uh, turning this thing into now a foodie channel. Uh, kidding uh, me? We, we used to do five minutes in, and we're talking about pretzels yeah, and tacos. Sorry. sorry. Right. Uh, I mean, and what else? Are good things. Sports can wait. I mean, this is food, man. Like, this is mm-hmm. a way to a man's heart. Absolutely. Well, all right. Well, I, I want to take a minute, and, and our producer, JT, I. I know you have something, so give me a minute. Let me say what I have to say because today, JT, you know, you, you came on, you asked me. It, it's a great day. You, you asked me how was my day. My day is great because the New York Rangers. The, no, not you, JT. You're not JT. You're John. The New York Rangers, my 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 lovely hockey team, decided to make my day because a couple weeks ago we traded for Vladimir Tarasenko, and I said, all right, we're out on Patrick Kane, and I'm okay with that. But JT, can you do me a favor and put up what we were talking about just a moment ago? That's right. Patrick Kane is now a New York Ranger. That is correct. 
He's bringing his talents to Broadway, and I couldn't be happier because the Rangers paid basically nothing. They yeah, paid like, a conditional second that will turn into a first uh, in 24 or 25 year of our season. For one of the greatest American-born players in the history. <laughs> we, we get to choose the year, by the way, as to which year we give up that potential first if we make it to the conference finals. We gave up that. We gave up a third-round pick to the Coyotes for them to take some of the salary for Kane while the Blackhawks take some as well. And uh, I think we gave like a fourth as well. It's a great day. Multiple Stanley Cups. Yeah. I mean, part of that dynasty in Chicago with the Blackhawks, um, with Jonathan Toes. Over 1,200 points. I mean, Brent just... Seabrook, all of them fantastic right. players in Chicago. That dynasty was a force oh, yeah. to be reckoned with in the mid-2010s, early mm-hmm. 2010s. They were a force. Um, he's just one of the greatest American-born players of all time. Oh, yeah. He might be the greatest. I'm, I'm not going to say he is because that's up for debate. Uh, I mean, you've got a lot of great American-born players. But he's one of the greatest, and you can make a case for him being the great because I mean, he's just meant so much to hockey, helping bringing, ho- bringing hockey back to relevancy. Oh, yeah. You know, him and Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin really oh, yeah. brought hockey back um, when I, it was going to dead. I, and this is just a glorious day. Chris Drury, our, our lovely GM, I just want to tell you, if you're watching or you're listening, I love you so much and thank you. Because the Metropolitan Division has turned into an arms race and, John, your lonely team and the Canes are just sitting there doing nothing and I'm enjoying yeah, this. Yeah, you and the Devils have just decided you're going to do a whole bunch of uh, yeah. crap. While we're going to do absolutely nothing. So that's just fantastic. We'll just do what we always do. Get to the second round and then we'll just forget how to score goals and we'll be out of it. It's fun. You know, the Rangers just added two of the greatest players in the last 15 years, John. 10, 15 years. I I mean, they're just, this is a great day. So I just, that's all. I just, I wanted to make a mention of that. I'm happy. It made my day. We do have a guest in in about five minutes. We have a special guest coming on. We do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm already here. I, 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 I don't I like know what's it. happening. Dave, I have not... your past guest, that Dave. Right. You're stuck with us now. Oh. I'm so confused, but okay. Um, Who's this guest we have? Are you allowed to tell us? Well, this is like... I mean, the, the combine's coming up. The draft's coming up. We got to have people on to, uh, to talk about it. Yeah. JB, I mean, JB's going to be out there covering the combine, but he's That's not correct. the only one, and our guest will be talking about... Uh, the combine and the draft in about five minutes. I have no idea. Well, well you'll find out. All right. Well, let's start talking about the combine then, shall we? Because yeah. and the draft and such. Because I've heard rumblings, and I'm curious to get your opinions. The Bears might be trading the number one overall pick. That there's there's rumblings that they're leaning towards doing so. It doesn't mean they will, but they're heavily considering it. I'm curious what your thoughts are on this move. Uh, you know, do they trade it or do they not? What do you guys think? I'll throw it to JB. I'll throw it to you first. So you, you have your franchise quarterback at Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. So the number one pick, where are you going to go with that? I, which, what other, other need is worth the number one pick? If you can get a lot more in return for it, rather than, you know, be forced to take somebody with, that you're not high on, I would make the trade. The only way I'd use that number one pick is if there's somebody that they feel that they have to have in that spot. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of trading it, you know, Bill Belichick's a genius when it comes to the draft and created that whole rating system, which you can find online and see what the value is for all these different picks. And he makes late round picks so valuable. So you don't always have to have that number one pick to get the best guy. So I'm I'm not opposed to it at all. 
Okay. Well, I'm going to get Dave real quick. What is your thoughts on this potential trading? I'd have to agree with JB. Um, you know, I mean, that's, I, and I don't know, frankly, even who, who's on the board. I haven't even looked at it to see, you know, what, what, what players are there. And, and uh, I don't remember watching the Bears game for the last 10 years. So I, I don't even know. Uh, uh, they weren't very, uh, what they, they were, need. Yeah. They're a dumpster fire. <laughs> they were a dumpster fire. Well, you know, well, there you go. You know, but JB's yeah. moving to Chicago. So, you know, uh, there you go. You'll have to deal with that garbage. <laughs> and John, real quick, what are your thoughts? And then we can introduce our guests. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Bears should absolutely move back. I've always been a, a proponent unless you have a generational guy like a Peyton Manning that you know, Trevor Lawrence, that you know is a can't-miss prospect. And I call him can't-miss. Some people, you know, they don't like that term, but I call guys that you look at him, you just know. You know they're going to be. a can't-miss prospect. Yeah. If you know you have an Andrew Luck type of prospect – Okay, Joe Burrow, okay. Like, Tua, when he came out, like, everybody was like, he should have been the number one pick before the injury. Like, everybody, like, everybody, he was a consensus. All right, before before the injury, that's fair. But guys like that that you you are sold on, you're like, I know. But unless you have that, which you don't have that this year, I'm okay with moving back, gaining in as much capital as you can. I'd move back five or six times if possible. I I would, too. gain in draft capital. I would move back a couple spots. I, I would say in the first round, but. I would move back as well. And then real quick. Keep before, moving back. So who's going to give you something? And just yeah. Keep, but before we move on to, you know, to our guest, I just wanted to, I saw this today where I thought it was really interesting that since 2011, six teams have traded into the top spot and five of them have drafted a quarterback in 2012. It was RG three to Washington in 2016. It was Jared Goff to the Rams. It was 16. It was Wentz to the, uh, to the Eagles. They were second overall, but you know, moving to that top spot. Um, towards that top spot. 2017, Mitch Trubisky, and then 2018, Sam Darnold, and then most recently, Trey Lance. I- I've noticed a weird pattern, though. <laughs> None of these quarterbacks are particularly phenomenal when you draft up, when <laughs> nope. you trade up. Like, Trey Lance, I, I, I will we hold my comments. Right. We have no idea. But is it just me or, you know, when you just when you hear that, does it sound like maybe trading up to get the quarterback isn't necessarily, like, the end all be all, like it seems to be, like maybe should they just not trade up? Yeah. I, I mean, maybe that's a question for Joe DeLeon. That's a good segue. You're welcome, Joe John. DeLeon. Well, we're about I don't to know. tell you. Yeah, please tell me because I didn't know about this. JT, bring him in. Hey, guys, how's it going? Joe DeLeon, our special guest from the Believe Network. How are you doing tonight, sir? Uh, doing great. Doing great. Got a lot of, uh, a lot of craziness going on this week with the uh, NFL combine coverage and, uh, everything that's about to happen this weekend, but excited for it. Just another, another one of the uh, great events that makes the NFL draft exciting to fall. So what do you think about this bear situation that we were just speaking on behalf of? Yeah, I, I think that for them, circumstantially, the best thing for them is to trade out of the spot. You have a young quarterback in Justin Fields who I think has shown a lot of positive signs but at the same time even if you think that he's not the guy and you want to move on hitting that reset button on a new quarterback with nothing around him only prolongs the current situation that they're in Justin Fields is not the issue I would argue that he's probably one of the more talented people on that roster currently they don't have very good offensive line they don't have very many uh, weapons that they can get him uh, that he can get the ball to except for maybe Chase Claypool 
there are so many massive holes for that Bears roster, and they're given a unique opportunity for a year of having a lot of quarterback desperate teams that didn't get their guy last year, and now they're stepping into a situation where they can maybe get more picks than usual for that first overall spot with the amount of teams that might trade up uh, to number one. So use those picks, build the roster, build out the rest of this team, uh, and that's probably going to be the best for the organization instead of drafting a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young and starting from scratch. So let me ask you them, who should trade up? Who is, I mean, you know, and I say that because there's a, there's plenty of options that I could totally see, Hey, they're going to go up and get CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, one of the two, who do you think should be the guys that say, Hey, let's go get our guy at number one. Yeah. I think that there's a, a few teams that we can look at that realistically can do that. I think that the Las Vegas Raiders are one to consider, uh, right now, I think Chase Garbers is the only quarterback that they have on the roster. And I know that there's the possibility that they maybe try to go make a move for somebody in free agency, but that we know this organization doesn't have any money. They are not in a good spot financially, and they're probably going to need to really, really push pause on trying to be in a win now spot because of that. The best way you can do that is trading up, drafting a quarterback, and then kind of let the, the you know, the weak seasons that they're going to have over the next couple of years endure it and then hopefully they can dig themselves out of that financial well, situation if, if that's the case let me ask you yeah what do you do with Devonte adams because yes i could see you having a young quarterback in Devonte. totally makes sense to me i understand it mm-hmm. but also you could probably trade him and get crazy value what do you think they do if if they are the team that you say hey let's go get that quarterback well that's an even better spot for them to be in it's not like with Derek carr where there was it was kind of difficult to create trade value we know how good Devonte adams is and you could actually almost recoup some of your value of if you have to trade up to go and get that first overall pick you can acquire more picks to not really lose anything to mm. go up to that spot so I, I mean heck i would even put that in in the discussions with the chicago bears of trying to move up if they're interested and if if Devonte is willing to go there uh, but I think that you got to move on from him as well. Again, I think this organization is just in such a difficult spot financially that starting from scratch is probably the best for them. But outside of that, I think the Atlanta Falcons are a sneaky team to pay attention to because uh, the, I don't like Desmond Ritter as the long-term answer. They just got rid of Marcus Mariota. I think that Ritter, mm-hmm. Ritter is more likely a long-term backup than the answer as the starting quarterback. Uh, and then in addition to that, the Indianapolis Colts, they don't want to miss out on their guy. They only have to move up a couple of spots. And then the last one I think that makes the most sense is the team picking at number two. If they're in love with somebody, the Houston Texans should not let another team beat them out. I know that it actually kind of stinks for them that they're in this situation because they might get baited into trading up when they could have very well have had the guy that they wanted had Lovey Smith not, not won that last game. But, but Joe, I mean, they could easily have Bryce Young or CJ Stroud They'll get their pick of one of them at two. So you really don't have to trade up because, okay, you don't get one at one. You still get the other one at two. And I feel like they're not interchangeable, but I feel like they kind of sort of are interchangeable. I mean, you know what I mean? It's not a yeah. steep drop off from one to the oh, other. Between but that's you, John. How the, I, that's just me. I mean, you know, what do I know? I only watched football right. since I was like two, but what do right. I know? Um, but, you know how the that's why you're not a GM. I mean, look back at what the Giants did with uh, Daniel Jones and Gettleman. I mean, Gettleman oh, had so to have him. Gettleman's so, also I mean, an idiot. Yes, Correct. but you don't know, you know, the, the people in Houston, they may be stuck on one of their guys and not want the other one for whatever reason. You don't know. But it wouldn't so, cost you draft capital, though, to, 
to just sit there and be okay yes, with the other guy. But, but here's the thing, I do you want to you trade know, the farm just so you can get your guy? But they're not going to trade the farm because they'll be able to swap the number one and the number two because they know the Bears can say, okay, we got the number two pick. We'll still trade that away. They're trading down. So they'll have to give them something, but they have to give them a lot less when they say, well, here's the number two pick. It's it's still pretty large value back to the Bears oh, just yeah. by swapping those picks. So I don't think – No, I meant for the farm. Texans. The Texans are going to have to I, trade a lot. That's what I'm to, saying. I'm saying to, to give – I'm saying to give that to the Bears. I'm saying for the yeah. Texans to say, here is the number two. The Bears aren't losing this ridiculous value. It's not like they're going from one to ten. They're going from one to oh, two. Oh, no. They can no, the still... Bears are in a great spot. That's what I'm saying. So you say they don't. Think, you don't want the Texans to give up the farm. I'm saying they don't have to. In order to get that number one, and then to JB's point, I agree, there's a guy they want. You cannot sit at number two and just say, well, I hope he drops. Well, if I'm the Bears and the Texans call me and say, I want to jump to one, like you're cutting your arm off to get to that number one spot. I'm sorry you are. You're going to lose one of them arms. You're not keeping all your limbs. That's just me. Right. That's that's part of the debate of do you really want to have to trade and and part with some picks? And I, I think in any other year, that swap and that move up is not going to net that much. But because the bears can easily just say to the Texans, like, Hey, if you're not going to give us the same value as some of these other teams, we're going to hang up the phone. We're going to go to the, some of the, some of those other teams. So I totally understand both angles. It just all depends on do the Texans not want to miss out on that opportunity to get somebody that they're in love with. If they have similar grades. And the other thing that gets tricky with Bryce young and CJ Stroud is they're completely different. The other thing though, is I, I do know for a fact that the Texans are not, big fans of Bryce Young. So they might also think that Will they Levis might be, okay. might be Yeah, they they might also though think that Will Levis might be the first overall pick. And if they want to get Will Levis and if the Bears can talk him into it, that might also come into play. So I think there's going to be a lot of bargaining here. Uh the the Bears are kind of being a little coy about it where they're like, uh we we are interested and we're willing to trade the pick, but we're not necessarily <laughs> going to do it or not because they still do want teams to think that they might take a quarterback because right. that also heats up the market. I mean, I think the truth is to that point, if they do draft a quarterback, okay, trade either that quarterback that you draft or trade Justin Fields if you really think that this quarterback you draft is so great. The Bears, I think, in all of this, probably in the best situation. They, There's no losing situation as far as from the Bears. I don't lose. There's no way I can lose this situation at all. At the end of the I day, mean, I'm getting well, the good. Bears thought that same thing, and then they trade up to get Mitch Trubisky and skip Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. That's so, like, different. let's not necessarily say that. I mean, we but there's a big difference. <laughs> Hold on, we've when seen you two miss... generational talents get passed up for. You but know, there's such a this is Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> I, I I think this is a different situation, and I'm sure everybody else would agree that they have the number one pick. If they trade the number one pick, they get great value. If they draft a quarterback, they can then get great value for. Justin Fields or whichever quarterback they draft, they don't lose in terms of what they can get back at the end of the day. They're going to recoup plenty no matter what happens. And that's why I say that. I don't mean that their future is perfect, but I mean what they'll get back in terms of a trade, it's going to be phenomenal no matter what they do. So we have Joe DeLeon from the Believe Network here. So Joe DeLeon, and I'm saying your name right, right? Yes, you are. You, you've got it right. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So Joe DeLeon, let me ask you this. How much does Anthony Richardson play into all this wild card guy? This is kind of like Baker Mayfield. Nobody really knew where he was going to go. And then all of a sudden Baker Mayfield went one, jumped to the top of the board, went one. It's kind of the same thing with Richardson. Like, 
what what are you hearing or what do you think about him and where he's going to go? And is anybody like sold on him going all in? Do mm-hmm. you think they're going to jump up to that one spot per se, you know, and be like, he's my guy. We have to have him because he kind of looks like Lamar Jackson, but a lot more role than Lamar was at this, at that point in Lamar's draft. Yeah. And I think there's a big difference between him and Lamar in terms of those physical traits and his arm and talent that he brings to the position. He's very raw, but like, I almost don't like the word raw for him. He's, he's inexperienced. He has played only one full season as a starter, but he's all got all these tools and he's got so many flashes on film of him having that capability to be an elite player. And we're not just talking about a guy who can be an average starter at best. That's what gets complicated with Anthony Richardson. It's you're either getting someone who becomes a top 10 player in the NFL, or you get somebody who doesn't take a single snap in the NFL and is is gone in in a few years, which is why it's, it's a little frightening to select a guy like Anthony Richardson. But I think if he's put in the right situation, he has not only the, the raw physical traits, but like you see a guy who, some of his best plays evades pressure really, really well. He's got the frame and the size to handle and, and take heavy pressure. But the arm strength is, is silly at times with an ability to just fit the ball into tight windows uh, when he's got no room to operate, when he's off platform, kind of a little bit of that Patrick Mahomes-esque style of throwing that we see and that everyone is in love with nowadays and everyone tries to replicate but can't find. I think that this kid has so much talent, but – I don't know if a team is going to be willing to trade up to first overall for him. I think that all the betting odds changing for him uh, is just a reactiveness to the media talking about him a lot more. I, I really don't foresee a team drafting him first overall because I think that a lot of times, especially these teams that are going to be trying to start over and that are picking in those spots, they're mortgaging their future on a guy like that if that's their only option. If a team already has a quarterback in place that it's that's a bridge guy it at least gives a different team a cushion so i think first overall might be a little rich for me but um i have him ranked as my third quarterback and i'm willing to take him after after stroud and young are off the board fair enough jb do you have any questions so if the bears don't trade the number one pick who would who would you say that would be the best option for them uh for the bears if they stay in that spot i i think that if you either take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, you've accomplished a lot. And I, I think that it's one of the few years where I can't decide between who I think is the better prospect. It's just a matter of who you want more. Do you want an edge rusher or do you want a defensive tackle? One would argue that edge has a little bit more positional value. So for that sake of the argument, Will Anderson, I think, would be the more likely pick in this circumstance. But with Will Anderson, you're getting um, a, just a very powerful – high motor edge rusher who's going to be incredibly productive early on in his career. And then Jalen Carter is just a space eating monster that is unblockable. He is immovable on double teams, which is just such a rare thing to find, but he's got the twitchiness and the flexibility to be a a freaky pass rusher, which you just don't get with defensive tackle prospects like Jalen Carter. So I think either of these guys are going to be actually both of them are going to be competing for defensive rookie of the year. I think there's a significant drop off between uh, them and the next best defensive player on this board, but either way, I think it's one of the few instances where we can sit here and say, take whoever. And one of them is going to be an all pro. Very cool. There's no wrong answer. Exactly. Okay. 
I like it. So you're you're basically what I'm hearing, which is what I said before, John. And you tried to tell me, well, I don't know about that. The Bears have a bright future, basically, no matter what they do. You know, in terms of the potential of their future, not guaranteed, but True. I mean, the potential is, Chicago, is all so, there, right? Yeah, exactly. Chicago, I think, that, so Joe, do you agree that that's a fair statement, though? That there's a pretty bright future for Chicago, no matter what they do. Uh, well, assuming that that they're still in a range to pick one of these two guys, there's a possibility that yeah. they trade outside of the top ten and then they reach well, out somebody. Fair, so fair, th- there's okay. just a lot that can happen. So, like, yes, in theory, I totally agree with you that they hold all the cards to create a bright future, but they still need to make the right picks. You know, they still yeah. they still need to make the right decisions. In they order need a to lot of things. Successful. That's the problem. The Bears, exactly. The Bears are in a tough situation where they need about a uh, hundred different things. The only thing they don't need for sure is quarterback and that's pretty much it yeah no exactly it's it, that's where it's, i'm at here why i don't want to move on from justin fields is that you know the one the one guy that they have kind of an established position is quarterback so for them to draft somebody it just it seems uh going backwards it seems to take silly. A step forward. It's, right it's a waste of a pick i agree right all right john jb dave anything else <laughs> No, that's all my uh, – that's all yeah. the draft questions that I have. That's what I wanted for, to talk uh, about. For Joe. So so one more last question just before you run. Shoot. So, so last year, um, New England made a surprise pick with a quarterback from Western Kentucky towards the end of the draft. And obviously Brock Purdy being Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, any quarterback you could see this year kind of fill it into that role where you'd be surprised by what they do or don't do? Yeah, I, I think that – what set up both of those guys for what they did, their contribute uh, contributions for Bailey Zappi and, and Brock Purdy COVID really set them up perfectly for what they were able to do. Those were much older guys. Those were guys that had been around the block for a very long time and were very experienced. We are not going to see for a very long time, or actually maybe even ever guys that experienced as Bailey Zappi and Brock Purdy. And there was a point in time where, Brock Purdy was considered to be a, a highly draftable kid, uh, but because of having a bad last year at, at Iowa State, that kind of hurt him. So I admittedly, I don't think that there is a guy like that in this class. I, I don't think that there could be someone who can step into those roles. However, if I did pick somebody, I think that Jake Hayner from Fresno State makes the most sense. He really impressed me at the Senior Bowl. Um, he's very consistent. And what I'm looking for, the backup quarterback who steps into a spot like Zappy and like Purdy is, being just even keel, being consistent, keeping your team on schedule. That's what I want from a guy. And I think that Jake Kaner fits that description where he's not going to be too high with a big splashy play. He's not going to be too low by making a, a stupid decision and turning the ball over. Instead, he's going to pick up those simple, easy seven-year passes if they open up and when they do open up, but is not going to be someone who can single-handedly beat a defense when asked to do so. All right. Cool. Very cool. All right, well, Joe. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. You're always welcome to come on, you know, and talk about the draft or anything else you're covering. But thank you so much for taking some time to come out here tonight. Yeah, we of course, really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys, for having me. Enjoy the rest of your Thanks, night. Joe. Thanks, you yeah, too. Well, all this talk and not a single mention of offensive line. I don't know. <laughs> You know what? Haven't we figured this out yet? Everything's one in the trenches. I was gonna say everything's one in the trenches. Don't we know that we figured this out yet? I thought we were supposed to talk about the combine. Oh well, draft combine—it's all connected. It's all the same. But if you want, if you want to talk about the combine for a sec, let's let's hear your insight, Dave. What is it like as a player? 
actually, no, I don't. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I'll tell you, it, it was a, it was an honor to get invited, you know. Um, and, and I will tell you, you know, they you know they take it by position. Uh, I arrived that night, and it's the first time I walked into a room, and it was average height. Yeah, so that was that was odd, and you know, not talking a small number of cats either. I mean, it was you know, there's I think forty or so, uh, fifty maybe offensive linemen. Um, so it was it was a it was a it was different. Uh, I was roomed with Dave Cadigan, who was one of the top picks, went to the Jets. Uh, and that that cat was amazing, man. He ran like a four six or something, and his feet never got like an inch off the ground. Um, you know, for, for me, it was, it was tough because I had put a lot of effort into it. And, you know, I, I had a chance to play in the hula bowl. I think I might've mentioned this on the last show. I got to play in the hula bowl with, you know, Tim Brown and Thurman Thomas, Icky Woods. And so I was kind of, you know, getting some attention and, and then I showed up to the combine and I, I was, I was pretty strong. I've always been pretty strong. And I get this flu. I started vomiting like that oh, afternoon geez. and I went to see the trainers like at one in the morning and, and, you know, trying to tell them. And, you know, I, I was never, I was never going to be fast on a 40, but I stumbled up. My legs were just kind of weak. I like, I kind of caught the turf each yeah. time. And, and plus I'm not a turf guy. San Diego state, you know, we, all yeah. the whack, we all play on, we, we play on grass. Grass. You know, yeah, you meant to play on grass. Not yeah. Turf. Well, it was the eighties too. So, I mean, you know, it wasn't that much turf. So, Anyhow, being in Indianapolis and doing that, and you know that was that was tough. And uh, my bench press is really disappointing. I only did like twenty six, and and just so you only. know, um, well, I did only twenty six for a yeah. lineman. I know. I, I did I did forty six like a year and a half later. Uh, so I mean, it, my yeah yeah, I'm I'm a lot stronger than twenty six. So that was that was tough because they they predicate so much emphasis on this one or two days, and you yeah. just don't don't know what I the mean, State of mind is of a young man, or if they're sick, or as I say, in your case, you were sick, so you looked, you know, much lower in terms of the talent, if you will. You looked worse than you actually are, and you didn't get to show off who you really were. Yeah, and they didn't have pro days then, so it's a lot different today. So if you have a bad combine, man, they're 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 all making the loops. You know, these guys are scheduling pro days, and they'll have seven teams that are interested in them, and they still get a chance. So it's it's important, but it's not as important. Yeah, uh, it, but it is pretty amazing. Uh, it is pr- actually it's very amazing when I'm seeing guys 350 pounds running a four nine, you know, or you know, you know, four eight, and and the and the talent that these guys have, it's yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. You know, they have it televised it's now. It's so pretty cool. It's impressive. All right, real quick, we do have a guest, but before we get to him, there was a topic that JB you wanted to bring up, and I want to I want to oh, talk let's, about this. Let's... Let's go to the well, guest first. Because Dave's got to leave in 15 minutes. I, I understand, but I don't want to keep right. Raphael high. Okay. Raphael's not a guest. Right. He's part of the okay. show. Okay. So we do have Raphael Esperanza this year. How's it going, Raphael? Pretty good. Uh, I got to give some love to our uh, Mountain West guy on the panel. No one gives any kind of West Coast love, so I got to give some uh, some shout-outs to the Mountain West and San Diego State. Well, thank you. You know, you know why, Raphael? It's because we, we play it at, at midnight, East Coast time. Oh, and, those, and those guys have to get their beauty. Those guys have to get their beauty sleep. But if you look above, they need more sleep. Yeah, indeed. Oh, so, what can I say? So Raphael's going to join us weekly for a quick five to seven minute segment on the long shot of the week. I mean, he does the sports arena with profits every week. So we wanted to be a little different, and, and I always like to bet a long shot. So Raphael's you actually bet on everything. You bet on everything. Listen, Raphael's here to make me money right now. So, guys, <laughs> let's settle down. 
Everyone be quiet and let's start taking notes. Okay? Raphael, I'm, I'm giving you the floor, my man. It's all you. Well, I guess we can go with uh, with combine stuff because I did put up prop bets for the NFL combine. I mean, Bryce Young weight at the 2023, you can bet over under 197 and a half pounds. Uh, I think he weighs over that. He's, I'm hearing probably going to be anywhere between 199, maybe even 200, uh, as what people say he's walking around uh, uh, right now. If I had to do something on the long shots, uh, they're betting the under, so you can get plus money. Most reception, uh, roast repetition on a bench press. They're betting it under right now. It's 39 reps. You can get plus money now on the over at plus 110. So I would take the plus money. I think we'll see someone bench pressing over 39 reps. How, how much weight is it, Raphael? Is it two twenty five still? Or they drop it. I, I think it's still still two twenty five. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So they're saying one person at least does, does thirty nine. Yeah. Oh, somebody will. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why people are betting the under. Confirmed by Dave. Easy. I don't know why yeah. they're betting the under. Hey, I'm fifty eight. I can still do thirty. Come on. Oh. All right. Thirty that's, me. So that's <laughs> next week's episode. We're going to see Dave with the bench press <laughs> and a taco. A taco, and a taco, no, yeah. No, a taco in, in one hand. He'll be gripping the bar, and I'll have his taco, and he'll just come down and go eat it. It just shovel the meat and the cheese and the lettuce down into his mouth. Well, we don't know. Show. Hold on, John. Don't assume it's meat. He might be having another iteration of fish tacos. Or so, yeah. Yeah, wait, we don't it, know what Dave's going to have, man. Tacos, potato tacos are great. You know what's funny yes. is how quick we get off topic. Anyways, I'll do the show from the gym. I'll do, I'll do 30. We'll, we'll have to take uh, donations, though. <laughs> I would bet that I was listening to your guy before by talking about the draft, and he mentioned Jake Hayner from Fresno State, another yeah. Mountain West guy, another uh, uh, California guy. But don't sleep on the Stanford guy, Tanner McKee. This guy's beast. He's tall. He's got a nice arm on him. I'm heard he's throwing the ball. I think he gets drafted before uh, uh, Jake Hayner from Fresno State. We'll have right. that matchup on uh, when it gets close to the draft. Who we'll, I'll do head-to-head matchups and who gets drafted first. Uh, that would be probably one of the two matchups. What quarterback would be drafted first, Jake Hayner or Tanner McGee? I like Tanner McGee. I think he's going to be a nice backup in the NFL. All right. So real quick, I'll ask Raphael this. Uh, in last year's combine, there was 29 reps was the max. But then in 21, 74 max was the rep. 74 reps was the max. Yes. Jeez. And uh, Dave, I'll open it up to you as well. But like, what what was the line again, Raphael? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. I mean, you think that's probably a good long shot? That's the thing we're gonna go with the long shot of the week here. Somebody's gonna gonna break that number. And what's the most you've ever done, Dave? Forty six. <laughs> so yeah. So, so Raphael, I was benching, I was benching five oh five at the time. So, oh my jeez! Yeah, so forty six. Wow. Not this wussy two twenty five yeah, stuff. You, you know five hundred. <laughs> it was funny because it was uh we were we were it was I was just out of the NFL and there was a World League that started up you know um and uh, turned into NFL Europe but the first year it was called the the World League and the World League yeah and and me and uh, me and this guy um oh shoot now his name's gonna elude me he's since passed away um he, he, we. We go walking in there, and the scout goes, "Hey, you, you're Dave DeRosa. You played in Seattle, right?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Don't do anything. We're going to draft you." I said, "Perfect," because I hate running, and I don't like to do that. So, uh, Barry Voorhees, Barry Voorhees. So, so, anyways, but we're watching the bench, and these guys are struggling with two twenty-five, and they're doing like 16, 18. I'm like, "Hey, Barry, let's you know, let's do the bench." He goes, "Yeah, yeah." So I warm up like with 315. I just put 315 on, do like, you know, 10 reps and then put 405 and, 
And then, uh, so I do 46. I thought it really did something. Barry racks it at 50. Like, and he wouldn't even slow him oh. down. I'm like, come on, bro. How'd you, you know show you up? That, that bench, there's three of them were crickets for like, until Barry and I walked away. <laughs> Nobody was like, anything to do with it, man. They're like, okay, we're good. They're like, all right, <laughs> they're, they're better than us at this. I'm not lifting today if I see that. I missed the NFL year. I'm not lifting ever. <laughs> so, Raphael, you think that's probably the best long shot, though? That's your that's your pick for us? I mean, if we're talking about NBA, just the combine itself. I mean, for if you're looking for the NFL draft, I like Whatever Jordan. Whatever I like Jordan Anderson, first wide receiver to go in the NFL draft. You can get him at almost three to one. I think last time I saw FanDuel had three to one. Just because I think the Bears, if they trade not once but twice, I think that's going to rack up a lot of the uh, people's mock drafts. And I know a lot of people like Jordan Anderson more than they like Quentin Johnson. So getting him almost three to one and be the first wide receiver taken, I would take that nice shot. What's the, right. what's the what's the what is the uh, the uh, the deal on uh, the bench? What what's uh... What's the odds on that? The 39. Uh, it's plus 105 right now on the over. All right. Not bad. Right. Plus Not money's bad. always good. Yeah, plus, plus money, money is always good, but, good. But all right. All right. So those are your long shots of the week. I like it. Do you have any other big long shots? It doesn't have to be football. It could be anything. Just curious if you got anything else for us. I, I wish the show was earlier because uh, when they announced Anthony Davis was not playing for night in the Lakers and the number went all the way to plus 10. I love the Lakers. This, the Lakers team has a lot of nice quality guys uh, from the uh, from the pickup from the draft and from trading. Uh, I thought they would cover that number, and now they're winning up by two right now going into the fourth quarter. So uh, I thought that was a nice play. I thought there was way too many points uh, for yeah, the Lakers. Well. Wow. Too bad. Too too bad. So sad. Why don't you text us? I mean, come on. We, we're losing money here. <laughs> I was in mourning because I, I lost my Blackhawks today and Kane being it. It's just oh, gonna be so. I'm, it's going to be so weird. Sorry, not him. sorry. It's going to be so weird. It's like watching Jordan put on a wizard jersey. Watching. Uh, <laughs> it's just yeah. It's just a bad bad. Uh, well, for... it is weird seeing Kane in any other. Jersey. Yeah, Raphael. I just, just want to take right. two seconds to say thank you very much. We we really appreciate you giving him to us uh his services they literally gave him in new york York, he'll he'll make you proud new york i think i think we got a slice of uh, thin crust pizza for that trade too yeah you might got new york style pizza back i mean we got deep dish in chicago which is much better than that thin crust Uh, (laughs) because if you fold your pizza it's a taco it's not a pizza oh there's nothing wrong with tacos but i'm just saying if you fold your pizza it's a taco oh Raphael. <laughs> I just, I just, I got my new taco for next week. <laughs> there pizza, we go. Pizza. See, it's all comes full circle. See, it's all... It always comes full circle. Well, yeah, yeah, Raphael, yeah. where, where can people find you? You can find me over on Twitter at VSI Doc Sports. You can find me on Instagram at Raphael Sparza. You can find all my crazy bets over. You can bet that I've just put up some Gardens of Galaxy Volume I Three odds today. Uh, some Ooh. NFL Combine. I'm working on Joker Two betting profits. So. Uh, uh, I got some crazy stuff coming out, and you can also find me over on Facebook. Love it. Well, we appreciate you taking the time. We'll talk to you during the week, and we'll see you next Tuesday for uh, some more. For more long shots. Out, some more long hey, shots. Take it easy, guys. I can't wait for Have that pizza one. showdown next week. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in early. <laughs> take it easy, guys. Have a good one, Raphael. All right. So, so, Dave, I know you got to you got to leave for a speaking engagement in a couple of moments. So. Yeah. Before the show, we were talking, and we were talking about athletes, you know, really good athletes, either all-stars or, you know, top in their their uh, position or game. 
that played on a team that ended up being where they weren't going to win. Now, Jake asked me a question like, would Patrick Ewing be considered? I'm going to use Patrick Ewing as a a perfect example. The Knicks were always good, but never good enough to win. So it was like his career was wasted. Mm. So I'll let you go first because I know you got to run in a few minutes. Who is your guy? This is a no-brainer. No-brainer. Barry Sanders. Oh, that's a good that one. Poor wow. kid, that poor kid never one. had a chance. And the reason why he's got so many highlight films is because nobody blocked for him. <laughs> if wow. he made a yard, it's because he had to avoid 11 guys. It, it <laughs> He was amazing. And I felt so bad for him. I mean, like, hurts, you know, to see that guy, that talent, given any team. You know, we could go, everyone do oh, um on. Um, uh, uh, Marino, you know, he never made it. Well, he had a ton of talent. He broke a bunch of records. He had great, they just couldn't figure it out. Right. But Barry Sanders never had a chance. Sanders was that just guy, in a garbage situation and never was nope, no. going to even have a shot at all. Not Nothing. Yeah. So that one, yeah. And, it, and, and so some of these other guys you're going to be able to name at least made the playoffs, you know, they, you know, or yeah. did something. They never made it all the way, never got the ring, never got the title. But man, they, I don't even think they ever had a winning season. And that just yeah. makes no sense. You know, yeah, that's probably, I, they, they probably that's did, be, but I'm just telling you, I just felt bad for that no, kid every uh, year. Yeah. Well, that, that's probably going to be one of the best ones because that was, their team was never good. And he's by far one of the top two to three mm, running backs in history. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. All right. Well, since Dave, you got to go in a sec, let's do this. Tell people where they can find you real quick, and yeah. then we'll continue this conversation when we're done. Making tacos, man. Every single Tuesday, I'm making tacos. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I'm really hard to find. I, 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 I'm not as bright as these guys where I have all kinds of acronyms <laughs> and, you know, different things. And, you know, it's just my name. You know what? If you want to find me, just type my name in and you're going to find enough. me. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, we're doing great things. The First and Gold Project's my, my nonprofit. We're helping people in transition. But more importantly, March 20th, Killer Celebrity and Veterans Golf Invitational. JB's coming out. We got a lot of people coming out from all over the country. Uh, Hall of Fame so, uh, celebrities, Anthony Munoz, Timo Solani, um, Byron Scott. It's going to be just cool. We're raising money for veteran support programs here in Orange County. So, so support cool. us. Get some people out there, and uh, we're going to have some fun. Absolutely. Can't wait. It's going to be a great day, Dave. Good, good luck with your uh, speaking engagement tonight. We'll see you next we'll, Tuesday. We'll, we'll talk all to right, you in a week. Peace. See you. Have see a good you. one. All I'm right. Get out of here. <laughs> And Dave does, right, I mean, Dave does so many, you know, great things. Everything. So he's the man. Things. He's the man. He Listen, just that's that's how you describe it, him. He's the man. It's great being surrounded with with great people. You know, to see it. what Dave does with the charity work. It's awesome. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's great it's, to be involved with that. Not only just exactly. because he's a friend and he works with us, but it's just it's great to hear about it whenever we can. You yeah. know. I love exactly. it. it. It warms my heart. It makes my day even better than it already was because I already got Patrick Kane to the Rangers because I'm really going to rub that into John's face because I can. Oh, never. never. <laughs> I, really, I really hope that your Rangers fall on their faces like round one. You would really <laughs> be would, in shambles. Be yeah, I'd be pretty pissed. Be <laughs> so, All right. so John, who do you got? On the- I, I feel was, like I know who John's. I was going to go LT, but then I understood your question when you explained it more on the show. T- guys that or on teams that never had a chance. So the well, I mean, that's the, really char- the, premises. Like, the Chargers like the had Knicks, a chance. The Chargers the were in the playoffs every year. The Chargers the were surrounded by no, but he's saying the Chargers out. were a phenomenal so, team when LT so was there. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna change it up real quick. I'm gonna go, stay running back. I'm gonna go Adrian Peterson. 
Oh, I was thinking about it. He's not my pick, but I was thinking about him. Was on t- he was on teams that really there wasn't a whole lot of talent. Uh, no. I mean, if you remember the year he ran 2,000 yards, he literally carried that team. He on was the back. only reason they were relevant. If you got rid of him, they would have stunk. I believe like been, in the I mean, playoff game that he got them to by running for over 2,000 and was like seven yards shy of the record in a season. Joe Webb was his quarterback in that playoff game. Joe Webb, one of the worst quarterbacks yeah. I've ever seen. If you watch that game, there's a reason why that guy never should be in the NFL, never should have played in the NFL. I believe that was his only time because he was awful. They got killed in that game against the Packers, I believe. Adrian Peterson was just so good for so many years. Ten AP years was the man. In. It didn't matter and, where he was either. That's what made him great. And if he didn't have the injuries and the suspension um, to hold him back, he breaks Emmett Smith's record for Probably. rushing yards. Like Probably. he was only a little over three thousand shy of breaking yeah. Emmett's record, and he really only played 11, 12 full seasons. About twelve full seasons, I would say. He could have had more. You're right. He could have easily had more. If he played Give him three, two, four, two and a half seasons, easily. Two, I'm knowing how good he was in two and a half seasons, he would have probably broke that. I mean, no, if you just, remember, if you played fantasy football when oh. Adrian Peterson was around, the, I mean, he was so electric. Listen to the announcer that yeah. announces Vikings games. He was so electric. So yeah. Adrian Peterson's my and, guy. And, and John, I'm glad you chose AP because. You know, I, when when Dave was speaking, he made me think of somebody. So I originally was going to go Patrick Ewing, but then JB, when we were texting, said, well, no, let's do all sports. And I said, okay. And I was going to go with Henrik Lundqvist, who was, was the Rangers goalie. But That's I was thinking one. about him. And the problem was to JB, you know, what you said before, these, you want to talk about guys that never had a chance. The Rangers, now they only made one final, which is funny enough, even more finals than Patrick Ewing made, which is actually two. But the Rangers had a lot of good teams for, quite some time they oh, just yeah, never they could just get failed. it done so so for me i was like that's not really fair and i was listening to dave talk and he said barry sanders and why didn't i think of him earlier megatron calvin johnson it's it, ironically all lot all right so can we stop talking about detroit you can't play but, detroit but, to be the hit but it's true unfortunately because you know you talk about guys that were on terrible teams oh and 16 i mean he was one of the, I mean, in his prime, one of the greatest receivers to ever touch a football. And again, I thought about Randy Moss as well, but again, he had chances to win. Yep. He Megatron went, he never had a chance. He's on the absolutely. undefeated Patriots I know. for a year. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. And so for me, it, when, when Dave said Barry Sanders, I go, Megatron is it. Because he never had a chance. Matthew Stafford and him, you know, without Stafford having a ring, I might be more inclined to talk about him, but Stafford eventually got his ring. He got a ring. Megatron yeah. just, you know, unfortunately retired early, but I mean, he was, and John, you talk about fantasy football. He was one of the best fantasy football players along oh side guys like AP, right? I mean, you just, it, it, those were the kind of guys when they were playing that you had to get and you just never got to have that, that chance in the sun. He never got his, his opportunity, unfortunately. And, he will he's a hall of famer and and that's i think to me says all you need to know about megatron is he was on terrible teams including an owen 16 team and he's still a hall of famer already yeah without a doubt i mean can't argue with any of those i'm gonna use baseball real quick and i'm gonna go card baseball and get two mm. play for the same team <laughs> i know which, he's going which is amazing it's amazing huh? when you can play probably let's two of the best let's just take a wild guess jb let me just 
play a quick, uh, a few questions with you. Okay. Are they an American League team? Most definitely. <laughs> Do they wear the color red? No. Yes. 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 I was going to say Aaron Judge. I thought you were going to say Aaron Judge. Oh, no. No. Well, Aaron Judge. No, no, no. <laughs> I know it. And JB, let me ask one last question. Do they play on the other side of the country from the from all of us in California? They're closest to Dave. Yep. I know who it is, and take the spotlight, man. I just wanted to see if I was right. Otani and Trout. OT is not going anywhere until Otani leaves, and Trout either leaves or, you know. Retires is one of the greatest. Or they get a new owner. Yeah. Or they get a new owner. But, you know, to have two phenomenal, I mean, literally best-of-the-game type players. And and Mike Trout specifically has been been worse. It's been worse for Mike because it's been a lot longer. But you're and right. you yeah. haven't even been close. No, to anything at all. I think he made one playoff in Trout's I think he's had career. One game, like like one, or game. one series. Yeah, one yeah. game. That, yeah, it's kind of wild to think about. You know, that it's not just one of the best players because the last couple of years it's been two of the top. You could mm-hmm. say top five players of the game. You know, and they they do nothing without so, question. They're top ten each. Like, yeah, not a question. Nobody can argue. If you don't want to say top five, I could listen to argument. Top ten, one hundred percent. You have two top ten players in any sport. At the very least, you should be making the playoffs and hopefully then yeah. making noise. It, yeah. it is it, unfathomable to me that they are so loaded. You know, look at the Rams. Right when they won the world, uh, the Super Bowl. Excuse me. What do they have? They had the, one of the best, if not the best, defensive players in Aaron Donald, as well as Von Miller at the time, but Aaron Donald. And they had one of, if not the best, offensive player that wasn't a quarterback in Cooper Cup. And look what happens. They win a Super Bowl. Well, that's not always how it works, but when you have top talent like that, you should win. It shouldn't – and especially in the sport of baseball, JB, you know, you talk about it. How many guys do you field in a given game? Nine guys. That's it. Not, that's it. And Otani does it all on both you know, on both ends. At least in football, if you have two top talents, you can argue, okay, but there's a lot more than nine guys on the field. There's a lot more that happens. In baseball, yeah, it's, wild. it's nine guys. You have two out of your nine players, and pretty much they can, they can play any day because of Otani's ability to do everything. Yes. And Mike Trout just being Mike Trout. Two out of nine, which is 22% of your roster that is you know, going to start every day. It's wild. I mean, and you can't make the playoffs. I mean, imagine if you had two LeBron James or two Luka Doncic <laughs> or something like that. Well, and you're just any, like, yeah, we can't even get close to making the playoffs. Like, let like alone if you make the playoffs, game. fine. But you can't even do that. They've had. They've oh, made, JT. <laughs> they've made the playoffs once. Yeah. And that was. And that's that why. Hold up. That's why Otani. in that video that JT just put up, Otani had one finger up on his hand. He was and, showing and, how many times they've combined made the playoffs as. His name. And See? you realize that they're probably going to lose Otani at the end of this year. Oh, absolutely. Yep. You I, know, I mean, the thing is, I think they can throw him all the money in the world, and unless Mike Back Trout says to him, "Man, you got to stay," I can't see him staying. There's Why no chance. No, I wouldn't. It's just it's absurd. There's a hundred teams I'd want to go to if I were yeah. if I were Otani. So while we're on baseball, I want to stick on this topic. Sure. Spring training just started. We just oh. finally got the games. There's a pitch clock. The Mets were on ESPN today. I'm watching. And 
I was curious what was going to happen with the pitch clock. It's there in the, the top section mm-hmm. where the score is. Can't miss it. And, it really distracts and, you from watching the game. Well, I'm just confused. It's baseball. The beauty of baseball is there's no time. Yep, you just it's the only sport. Time is just only, whatever. It's like the only you know, team sport where you're – it's not where it, – yeah, it's not timed. I, I mean, I get – I get you can't be excessive with, you know, standing there for an hour, but if you took 35 seconds once, it doesn't happen every pitch. What the? I, you know what? I'm cool with saying we need to speed baseball up a little bit. I, I'm not opposed to it. I don't need it. I'm not against it, but this is just ridiculous. Automatic balls and strikes. It's just the one thing that's going to bother me the most is pitchers and batters have a rhythm that they need to be in before that bat. You know, this is going to throw that off completely. If baseball wants to be better, you know, I hate to say it, juice the baseballs. They already do it probably, but no, but hold on, but juice the baseballs. Cause why do people watch? They want offense. They or want just let them take stuff. steroids yeah, and turn your head. Sure. Let them I it. love Jake, that. Yeah. Jake, you have a three, two count bottom of the eighth. I already have bottom of the ninth. No, no, in yep. a meaningful game in September, yep. you're batting. The third base coach gives you the sign. You miss it because you because know, you have to just, get in the, in the batter's box. You're nervous, right? You're nervous. You got to get in the batter's box. You miss the sign. You want to step out and get it. You can't strike three. You're out. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and this see, is that's absurd. What happens I think if maybe, it's the, what happens if it's Game Seven of the World Series, last yeah, game I, of the World Series, think, and this happens? I think and this JJ is how the World some, Series makes, ends. Yeah, what you make a phenomenal then? point, though. I think I, I hadn't considered that in that way necessarily. I knew I, I, I'd thought about it. Oh, JT, <laughs> what are you out, doing man? here? I'd like okay, to join in yeah, uh, as a Absolutely. Take the floor. The Just go for so it. Yes. So I'm going to try and stay as unbiased as possible. I, like <laughs> I said, I'm just a baseball head, so I'm just going to drop some facts. Let's I saw a tweet today that was a side-by-side compilation of a spring training game from probably yesterday or something. They played an entire half inning of baseball. Next to it was one pitch of what I believe was the World Series, the Dodgers and the Astros. I I forget who it was. I don't know the players. But it was was a side-by-time, real-time, and there was an entire half inning of baseball played in the one-minute-and-fifty-second clip of one pitch happening in the World Series. Did you you see – JT, did you see the other video? They showed that same clip, and then they showed um, they showed Jose Altuve hit seven inside the park home. Yeah, runs I, I've seen that before. Well. That guy threw one pitch in the World Series. Yeah, seven yeah, inside crazy. the so, park home runs. So obviously, that's considering that's the considering that's the World Series, there has to be a middle ground because the biggest moments you deserve to have a little bit more time to get yourself right. ready and get yourself yes. set for the pitch. Yeah. So there's gonna there's gonna be a middle ground. I would assume that there's gonna be some umpires' discretion and stuff. But as John mentioned, I'm I've, I've been working for the Senators for a couple of years at the uh, Nationals affiliate team, and they started doing the the pitch clock stuff last year to kind of implement it and see what it was like. And I I liked it. All the games were a lot shorter. Uh, I'd say on average they were around two hours or two and a half hours or so. Definitely down a considerable amount. And that's definitely what the MLB is trying to do. So now let me ask you: it's going you to hit some things. It's going to miss some things for sure. It's now, just going now, to hit some something because you were working for the Senators, so you might not have noticed this. When you go to a game, 
and you're waiting because we all know how long it takes to wait for a hot dog and a beer, whatever you're trying to get. <clears throat> you go in the middle of an inning or, or in between innings. It's taken a while. If, if these innings are super fast, how you're going to miss food? a lot of time waiting for a hot dog, some nachos and a drink, man. By the time you come back, what you miss like an inning or two, because I mean, it does take a while. Yeah. So what happens yeah. if you miss a bunch of the game because you're waiting? You're missing it. You're missing I mean, it. So regular I, I see your guys' point, but from an overall like fan base perspective, you've got kids, you've got old people who don't want to be there. Well, then don't go to the game. Don't go. There's both sides of every coin, you know? You're right. Sorry. I don't like it. That's it. So if you have a if you have to go I, I, look, to the bathroom really bad, boom, you just miss like two innings. Listen, you know what, John? You got two options. <laughs> Actually, I'll give you three options. Sit in the Piss your pants. Wear a diaper. <laughs> pee in a bottle or a cup. That's your option. See now, well, I'm take it or leave it. Well, now I just would rather do this at home. John, take it or leave it. We're gonna cut. We're gonna cut down basketball. We're gonna play to eleven half court so the game lasts fifteen <laughs> minutes, and then we don't have to worry about guys taking days <laughs> off. With, you know, all right. All right. We got 20 seconds, so we have to wrap, unfortunately. Everybody, JT, we'll start with you very, very quickly. Jake Taylor, one, two, three on Twitter. Perfect. John. We haven't even gotten to the vampire in basketball yes. trying to make a point. All right, JB. JB underscore the program. Watch tomorrow. Watch Beautiful. more shows. Jake underscore Malik, and then everything across the bottom of the screen. On that note, everybody have a good one. Later. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.